Ahoy there, me hearties. This be Captain Silverhook, and you're listening to the Two Old Pirates podcast. Set sail for an open sea of stories, tales, and some really crazy stuff. I expect you to like and subscribe, lest you be walking the plank. Ha 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 Hey everybody, welcome to podcast 40 of the Tool Pirates. Uh, it's been a minute, um, been busy again. I thought that this week we'd talk about something that my students brought up. My students brought up in class something to the effect about spirits or um, ghosts and my beliefs. And I think it's due to the fact of the new Conjuring movie coming out called The Devil Made Me Do It. But um, I decided tonight, instead of just cutting it up in a whole bunch of different... Uh, takes you know different episodes that I would hit at all so I'm going to discuss my personal beliefs on conspiracy popular conspiracy theories uh, ghosts myths superstitions and I really really hope that you guys will go ahead and comment and let me know about other ones that you might believe in or have heard about that I didn't cover Um, and also comment if you think I'm wrong Comment if you believe in these things and why you believe in them. Uh, it would make for an interesting second episode. But uh, I have a, a list that I'd like to go down. And we'll jump around from uh, ghosts and spirits and, uh, like I said, uh, common myths and uh, conspiracy theories. We're, gonna go, we're not going to go through all these different things and stuff. We're going to go through quite a few, though. And I'll kind of explain why I might not believe in them. Uh, or which ones might have a little bit of truth to them. So I hope that you enjoy this one. Um, I'm going to start off with uh, different conspiracy theories. And I, I tried to deal with only modern conspiracy theories. I didn't want to go all the way back, you know, hundreds of years or decades and stuff. Because, you know, some of those get very old and stuff. But um, some of the ones that have been really, really being knocked out of the ballpark by some of the people that just believe in Things that you, you know, your common sense just tells you that it's not right, it's not real, uh, and people still hold on to these things. Um, one would be the Wayfair um, child sex pedophile scandal ring, whatever you want to call it. Wayfair is an online furniture company, and um, sometime last year, it started uh, being posted hashtag Save Our Children or save our kids, save our children, something like that. And all these mothers that were on Facebook started hashtagging and spreading this all over Twitter and Facebook about how there was this pedophile ring and they were going around taking children um, and using them for, sadly, you know, sexual abuse and all the horribleness of that that whole thing. Now, of course there are pedophiles and there's pedophile rings. All that is absolutely true. But it was kind of being hijacked because the people that really started pushing the hashtag uh, Save Our Children were conspiracy theorists that believed that these children were being taken um, and then they're being sold on a website called Wayfair that sells furniture. And they were saying, you know, if you buy certain furniture there, uh, you get a child. Okay, all this has been debunked. They're just a, a regular company. Um, there's no children 
Uh, they're not being abducted and used there. And what is so sad about the whole situation is that there was a hashtag save our children uh, that was going around for the actual kids that are actually being kidnapped off the streets by strangers or, you know, groups of people that are preying on and, and using them for sex trafficking and stuff. That is real. That's real stuff. What happened was you had this group that started uh, using the hashtag save our child children because they heard it off of QAnon. If you don't know what QAnon is, do not go down that rabbit hole. These are some of the craziest son of a bitches in the world. They're the ones who stormed the Capitol. They're the ones who uh, believe uh, in a new world order. They there's it is don't go near it. Don't go near it. It's like a, a rat trap. And somebody says, don't put your finger too close because it'll close on it. You're smart. Don't do it. So QAnon started using the hashtag save our children. And mothers on Facebook started posting all this stuff. And like I remember seeing that. And some of the people that I had taught and, and, and women that I had gone to school with and stuff were like falling for this. And it was out of the, out of the goodness of their heart that they were falling for this hashtag, which was actually a bogus hashtag. And what they were doing is, you know, they're thinking, I'm trying to save kids, which is an, an honorable thing. It's, it's an amazing thing. But the problem with the whole situation was it wasn't the right save the children. This one dealt with the QAnon conspiracy that these children are being abducted uh, by the elite of the United States, politicians, the Clintons, um, uh, you know, top top people in the, the military. I mean, just, just these things. And... I'm not saying that's not possible, but they're saying that there's this like clandestine group of top-notch uh, politicians, movie stars, and they're all just like bubbling underneath the surface where they're stealing all the children and stuff. Instead of possibly just the creeper that has the van that's always been doing crap like this, right? But no, it's, it's all, all these people that we politically hate or we hate because they're wealthy or something like that. So the Wayfair child sex predator thing turned out to be false. But I didn't see any of those people really uh, apologizing, saying, well, we jumped on this bandwagon and tried to get this company like run out of business and stuff, but we were actually wrong about the whole thing. Let's move on to the next thing. Uh, that didn't really happen. Uh, next up would be the vaccine. Uh, yeah, this is a whole kind of topic that I, I don't understand. Um, uh, there are people out there that believe that if you get the vaccine to try to fight COVID, that you're weak, that the government controls you, that um, you're a follower, you're a sheep. Um, nothing to do with the actual metal, medical things of it protects me, but it also protects elderly uh, and people that have uh, autoimmune diseases and compromised immune sy systems and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, the reason why we get the vaccine is because we're just we just follow whatever the government says. You know, they just tell us to stand in line, and we do it like good boys and girls. Uh, not the fact that vaccines, for decades, have eradicated things like smallpox and polio and uh, you know rheumatic fever and yellow fever. All I mean, just, there's so much history. There's so much science that shows that these vaccines. But this one, this one, this one, you can't trust. And um, some of the people even said that what they were doing is they were going to put a small microchip inside the shot. And then when you get the injection, Bill Gates with Microsoft will be able to track you and give all that information to the government. 
I don't know if these people are on LSD or just smoking some really potent weed, some hydroponics that just knocks them off their feet, but they're so, so out of the realm of reality. It's not even funny. So yeah, the second one is that if you get the vaccine, you're just part of the government and uh, there's no reason because most people are going to survive anyway, so why have it at all? Until maybe their grandmother dies and then they feel bad about it and they're like, oh, this is real because the same people that I remember that used to inhabit the White House said it was a hoax. I think it was a hoax, right? There was a guy, I'm not even going to say his name, he had been president for four years. Oh, uh, yeah, him and his entire family just got the vaccine within the last couple months. So, why would you get a vaccine if it's a hoax? Maybe because you're full of shit. All right, we're going to move on. <clears throat> Another one, that the new 5G that's going to be with Verizon and AT&T and, and uh, you know, all these other phone companies um, that uh, the 5G rays that are going to come off of the uh, 5G towers are going to cause massive amounts of... Uh, cancer and it's going to cause you to uh, have Alzheimer's and uh, I mean just massive massive amounts of just crap just they just make this stuff up and the sad thing is there's no common sense you're not using any common sense when you say things like that you know you don't even have to have basic science to sit there and say where's your proof that if a 5G goes up, it's going to be worse for you than the 4G or the 3G or the 2G. Basically, what's going to happen is you're going to have better cell phone reception. And you're going to have maybe some land taken up by a new tower. If it's going to mean that much to you, just get rid of your phones. Right? Go move somewhere where there's not a whole lot of uh, towers and uh, live your life out there in the woods. Oh no, we like our phones. We have to live with our phones because we have Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat and we have to put all the little filters with the bunny ears and stuff like that. And we have to check up on how our friends and family... Come on, man. Use your common sense. 5G is not going to go do anything worse than 4G or 3G. And if all those were doing something bad, then we would have known by now because cell phones have been around long enough. All right. Uh, next thing. Um, let's talk about ghosts. Let's talk about ghosts. Um... Because of the new movie that's coming out, uh, which the husband and wife that wrote all the books that led up to all the uh, movies like Annabelle, The Nun, and uh, these newer, these other scary movies, they're all bullshit. Sorry, my sorry for my language. Um, every single one of them have been proven. Uh, I think their last name was were the Newmans. And they started in the 70s traveling all over the country and then all over the world trying to find any like little ghost thing. And they would usually tell people, you know, if we can prove this some way, we could probably make some money off of it. They're the ones who actually pushed the whole Amityville horror thing uh, with the uh, Luntzes. The last name, I believe, was the Luntzes, L-U-N-T-Z. And they, they only lived in a house for 23 days and they had to leave because of the demonic spirits and blood coming from the wall. And it was all bull. It was all bull. It's been proven. And so what happens is for the last 46 years, people have lived in that house and never heard a peep. But for that family who happened to get in with the Newmans, all this stuff happened. So The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle, The Nun, all the BS that spread off of these two people. It was BS since the 70s about their paranormal activity and stuff, the, uh, their ghost uh, and hauntings that they've been. Kids like seeing movies like that. People like being scared. But the problem is it's not real. It's fiction. And so, yes, that leads to the question, ghosts. Do I believe in ghosts? No. 
I was young once. I'm 50 now. I do not believe in the boogeyman. I do not believe in ghosts. Uh, I believe that those things that scare us are things that we don't understand. So therefore we have this fear. Um, we all grew up with Casper, the friendly ghost. I don't think anybody was afraid of him, but that was a ghost, right? Um, We've seen people dress up like ghosts during Halloween with the sheets and stuff like that. It's the unknown. It's is there a dead person looking over our shoulders? And they'll say, you know, a thing of water dumped over or uh, the cat screeched or something. It has to be a spirit. Um, no, maybe the cat just had gas and maybe the water just fell because it was, wasn't positioned correctly. Sometimes you just have to understand things just sometimes happen and you can't sit there and say it's because of a ghost. As I've gotten older, I'm not trying to be a butthead but ghosts no there's no such thing as ghosts uh do i think something happens after we die absolutely i don't think they come back and boogie 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 that's kind of and i understand some of my young fault my, my, my young uh followers on here uh the young listeners are gonna be like you don't understand what you're talking about DeWolf. i want to hear that from you bring the anger bring the uh, the discussion to me another thing uh, this thing really bothers me. Uh, I grew up in the scariest movie to this day that I've ever seen is The Exorcist. About the little girl possessed. And some of today's kids are like, hey, it's scary because I've seen worse on YouTube. That's fine. If you're alone in a dark room and you see The Exorcist and you see her, the cuts on her face and her talking and the voices and stuff, it's pretty freaking scary. But I don't believe that. I do not believe demons possess us. I believe that there's mental illness. I believe that there can be people that have uh, uh, mental deficiencies that cause them to have multiple personality co complex, um, that they can be bipolar. Um, you know, through uh, psychiatry, we found that the brain is like another, is, is a part of the body that we will never fully understand. We understand how the arm works. We understand how the leg works. We understand the ligaments. We understand the arteries. We understand the muscles. We understand the fiber. We understand all that stuff. The brain is a different beast. It's the greatest computer ever invented. It's the only thing that you can close your eyes and think about a moment and capture that picture in your head. And it's literally a picture. And you can remember, you know, when you smell something, it can take you back and stuff. So the, the brain is amazing. Amazing. But are we possessed by demons? I have friends that are churchgoers, and I have friends that are ministers, and they're on both sides of the aisle. And they'll sit there and say, no, there's, there's no devil that's going to come up and possess you for a little bit. And, and then there's other people that believe that, yes, when somebody uh, is really, really uh, acting kind of crazy and stuff, they must have an evil spirit in them, so therefore it has to be taken out. And I'm all like, how could a man ever have the power over a demon. I don't care if you have the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, anything. You and a book. It's not going to defeat a demon. If it's a really demon. I mean, if it's a real demon, it's a real possessed spirit. And you're going to beat it. Oh, you're going to sit there and say, I'm going to use the Bible, though. So all of a sudden, you open up a book. So you can't just get rid of it on your own. You have to have some kind of biblical text or spiritual text. Okay. Right. Um, that, that drives me crazy when people sit there and say somebody is physically possessed by a demon and that they fixed it. Okay. A plumber can come out and fix my pipes. An electrician can come out and fix my lights. 
but only certain people can draw that demon out. Uh, can't can't be me. I'm just regular Joe Schmo. Another thing, Kurt Cobain's death. Everybody wants to blame somebody else that a junkie uh, who, had, who had left a uh, treatment facility for his heroin addiction could not possibly have shot himself with a shotgun. And they bring up the heroin uh, amount that was in his blood and da da da. Here's the deal. I love Nirvana. I have everything that they've ever recorded. Um, and I was really into Smells Like Teen Spirit in 1991 when I was 20 years old when it first came out. But you have to understand, Kurt Cobain was a troubled, troubled man. And he tried to commit suicide the month before in uh, Rome. He took a whole bunch of tra tranquilizers and drank a whole bottle of champagne. And he was in a coma for quite a, you know, at least, you know, 5, 10, 15 days, something like that. That was his first real attempt. He tried to kill himself right there. But because they were so famous, they played it off and said, no, no, he accidentally took a handful of pills, handful of pills, and drank the champagne. It was just, it was a mistake. Then he went back to Seattle, started shooting heroin again. Uh, and they finally <coughs> got him into rehab. He lasted there for just a little bit. And then he got a plane, flew back to Seattle to the house because he knew Courtney Love and Francis, their daughter, would not be there. Bought a shotgun, and then after shooting up some more, he uh, blew his brains out. And it has to be Courtney, or it has to be the record company, or it has to be... The... He was a junkie. It's sad. It sucks. But people sometimes just do these things, and we want to make sense out of it. And you can't. Um, so, yeah. Kirk Cobain. He killed himself. Uh, how about... How many wise men were there when Jesus was born? Don't say three. Don't do it. Don't do it. And this is what I'm telling you about studying and knowing your religion. Why can't I? Why, why, how, how do I have the right to tell you to not say three? Because the Bible never tells you how many wise men there were. It's a fact. It says the wise men traveled, they followed the star and stuff. But it said the wise men, as they showed up, they had frankincense, myrrh, and gold. So they had three gifts. But what we have interpreted as Christians over all these years, two millennia, is that there were three wise men and they each bring a single gift. Think about how elementary that is. How commonsensical it is that we as humans figured if there's three gifts there's three wise men you go to any kids um, play around Christmas time and I guarantee you I will bet you a penny to a, a, a million dollars uh, you know I, I, the, the house I'll, I'll bet you the house unless a kid gets sick that night there's gonna be three wise men all due to the misinterpretation that we as humans have three gifts, there has to be three wise men. Could there have been three wise men? Sure. But we take it for granted that there had to have been. And there's no proof. It could have been five. Could have been two. Could have been three. But you can't say it was three. We don't know that. Another thing. Oh, man. I'm going to get some hate for this. 
I personally do not believe in uh, anybody on earth talking directly to God. As in, they're hearing his voice back. Anybody can talk to God. And I believe in certain ways he talks back to us. But when I hear a minister or a preacher that's on TV that's uh, fleecing his flock of money every single week, and I hear them saying, and God told me, I heard him. He came to me in a dream and said to me, um, no, I don't believe that. I believe that there has been so many honest and good people that have lived on this earth that have never spoken to God and heard his voice. There's only a handful in the Bible. Um, that why the hell would he pick a grease ball on TV trying to get money out of you? Why would he pick that kind of guy? My God wouldn't do that. My kind of God would probably pick a random guy and just come to him and say, look, I don't need to pick a politician or a wealthy person or one of these stooges that are on TV trying to elicit money in my name for themselves so that they can have mansions. I want to talk to you. I believe that could happen. But that's why you never really hear about that. And if a man did come out and sit there and say, God spoke to me, I heard his voice, a lot of people would say, you're crazy. So, yeah, uh, I don't believe God speaks in a vocal voice to anyone. I think that he has his own way um, to communicate with us on a daily basis if you want to, if you want it. Uh, some of us get busy and we don't have time to pray and to talk, but that'll be another day. Um, the Chupacabra. The Chupacabra. This is a a myth that stretches all the way down to South America, Central America, and into Mexico of a uh, chupacabra literally means goat sucker. Uh, but no, it, it means goat sucker as in it uh, it attacks, you know, if you have a flock of goats, a goat might be found dead with a puncture, puncture holes and the blood has been drained out and they say, oh, it's a chupacabra and stuff. Uh, one has never been found. It is a myth. Uh, it is a legend. And has been passed down from generation to generation. Um, I know that there was a uh, an animal that was found like in New Mexico or something. And it was a, an American farmer who found it. And she swore up and down it was a chupacabra. And what they found out is I believe it was a, uh, a coyote that had a severe case of like a desert type mange. So all of its hair fell off. And it just, it looked funky. It looked weird. But it wasn't a chupacabra. So for the uh, South American, Central American, and Mexican folklore, myth, legend of the chupacabra, it must be like the North American Bigfoot. A lot of people think that they exist. There's no freaking proof. Uh, there's not even video. And as, you, know, you can go on YouTube and find any bullshit video that's going to sit there and say, oh, this is a chupacabra or something like that. But that doesn't mean it's an actual chupacabra. It just means it's something that you don't know what the hell it is. It has red eyes and it's in the dark. Have one run across the road. Have somebody like accidentally hit it with a car and pick it up and say, holy crap. Maybe there should be a chupacabra found sometime. Or not, because they don't exist. Um, what else can we talk about? UFOs. Do I believe in UFOs? It's another 50-50. I believe that the solar system is so 
um, so deep, so wide. <clears throat> it is so dense with planets and stars that it's in the universe. It's impossible to think that there's not something else somewhere. Uh, you know, science will tell you that. Uh, I don't know if religion will tell you that because it's just supposed to be us here on Earth. But it, I, I, it just as a common sense person, I would believe that there's probably something else somewhere out there. If God created all this, if you're a religious person or if you're a scientist, especially, you're going to believe that there's probably going to be something. It might not be like us. It might be a small particle that's smaller than an atom. But it's, if it's living, it's still something. And then there's the other people that believe in the UFOs, that they've come here and that they're a higher intelligence and they've just never really been caught. Um, that really started in the 40s and 50s when you started having movies come out and you had people taking pictures of where they would take off a hubcap and throw it and then somebody would take a real quick picture and it looked like a saucer going across. And that's when we got the whole flying saucer. So... And we've had tons of movies. You know, you watch Star Wars and you watch Star Trek and you watch all these other things, The Arrival and stuff. And you're like, oh, you know, E.T. And you're like, God, there has to be something because they've made a bunch of movies. Just because it's been made into a movie doesn't mean that it's real. It just means that we have really good uh, CGI now. And we have uh, uh, special effects and we have an imagination. But that doesn't mean any of that's real. Just like, you know, the Newmans weren't real with uh, the Conjuring. But we like to go see things. So do I think that there's probably life somewhere else? Yes. Do I think it's so advanced that it comes and visits us regularly? Like all the people say, I swear to God I saw one out there. I was down chopping down some tree here in Georgia. And then these men came down. And it's always that guy, you know. It's never like a, a top scientist or a very well-spoken person. It's always Jethro out in Georgia where he's all like, and then they took me on this this craft and they anally probed me, which, you know, I guess I'm a scientific experiment now, so I'm going to get more ladies, but I didn't enjoy that. But, you know, you have to do what you got to do. And uh, hopefully I can get some money out of this and get my teeth fixed because, you know, meth. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to get some of my Hispanic viewers a little upset here okay I don't mean to uh, grew up in the Mexican Park um, uh, just about all the people that I'm closest to in this life as in friends are Hispanic I was the only white boy there but I'm going to tell you a couple things that are just is they're just too hard to believe uh, the evil eye oh this makes no sense and I know I'm gonna upset some of you you cannot simply look at somebody else and have a jealous thought in your mind and put a spell or a magical thing on them with the evil eye of jealousy or greed or whatever, however you want to do it. Um, if you could do that, that's pretty damn powerful. That's kind of like witchcraft type stuff, all right? And I don't believe in witchcraft stuff. So you can't put a spell on somebody just by looking at them and saying, wow, I like that purse or I like her hair or something like that. And you're going to give them the ojo, the evil eye. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And you're going to sit there and say, Weto, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, man. I understand. And I'm not going to change your mind. Because if it's been in your 
family for generations and you've heard grandparents and great-grandparents and parents and uncles and aunts all talk about it, it's got to be real. But really, if you think just common sense, you can't just look at somebody and just do that because everybody can do it at any given time. Do you believe I can do it? I can't, of course. It's called Hanako-san. Hanako-san is a myth from Japan that if you go into a school's bathroom, a girl's bathroom in the school, so boys don't do this, you go to the third stall and you knock three times, Hanako-san will open up and then drag you to hell. It's been uh, taught over in Japan, I think, 70 years now. I don't know how it started, don't care how it started, but Hanako-san is a real urban myth that Japanese people believe in, that if you go into a girl's bathroom in a school, it's supposed to be a little girl died at a school somewhere in Japan, and her evil spirit haunts you. So you go to the third stall, and you knock three times, and she will come and get you. And that throws you into the Bloody Mary. And we've all heard about Bloody Mary. You know, you look in the mirror, let's say it three or five times, like Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And then she's going to be there. It's not real. It's not real. That's like me saying, I want a million dollars, I want a million dollars, I want a million dollars. Nope. Didn't happen. Come on. Don't use fear factors and fear tactics to go ahead and drive your life. You use common sense. There is no Bloody Mary and there's no Hanako-san. Right. Um, Slender Man. Slender Man is a creation by a, uh, a cartoonist. He drew it and it kind of took off, and now it has its own life. And the guy said he feels really bad about it because it's taken off farther than he ever thought it would. But Slender Man is a cartoon created by an artist that has now taken over and had people actually try to get, kill their best friend. There were girls that were middle schoolers, and uh, they said Slender Man told them to go out into the woods with their best friend and stab her to death. So they hid the, the knives out there, and they got her out there, and I believe it was two or three of her best friends. These are best friends. These are not girls that had animosity towards her or hatred or anything. They're her friends. She trusted them. She survived. She drug herself out of the woods. She was brought to a hospital. She had to have blood transfusion. She almost bled out. And at trial, she had to sit there and point her finger at those two or three girls and sit there and say, they did this to me. And the girls still believe Slender Man told them to do that. Although Slender Man did not exist until that man actually drew one on a piece of paper. And it's taken off on a life. There's videos on YouTube of Slender Man running behind a house or running over by a, a kid's playground or something. People, what the hell are you doing? There's no such thing. I mean, you can talk to the guy who created it. He didn't come to life because he drew something. It's like saying Snoopy's going to come around or, or Charlie Brown's. No. It's a cartoon. Where is our common sense? How do we fall for this shit so easily? Oh. This is my favorite one. Uh, back to my Hispanic friends and students. Lechusa. We've all heard that from a grandmother or an aunt or an uncle. Usually an uncle after a couple Budweiser's. Lechusa is a is uh, like a half woman, half owl in Mexican folklore that uh, follows you home at night. You'll hear it like making noise or howling or hissing, and you'll usually see it, you know, by the moonlight. It's never during the day, and she's only out at night. And she's kind of like a witch slash owl, but uh, 
yeah, she'll come and take you away. And <clears throat> growing up in a Hispanic neighborhood, I heard from every single family, at least one person in the family had seen Lechusa, which means it gets around a lot or there's a bunch of them everywhere. Um, or that they had a relative that swore that they had seen it. And more than likely, it was a relative that had seen it. And since they love their relative and they trust their relative and everybody in the family believes a relative, then Lechusa exists. And I put Lechusa on the same level as ghosts and demons and things like that. It's a thing that scares people. It's a what-if scenario, and there's no possibility that it exists. Um, but this is Mexican folklore, and it's, it's steeped in uh, the culture of Hispanic people from Mexico. And, um, yeah. Uh, I know I'm going to get hate for this, but it, it, it doesn't exist. And if it does, catch one, and I'll give you my Larry Bird rookie card. All right? It's worth about 500 bucks. It has Larry Bird, Madge Johnson, and Dr. Janet. I will give you that for free if you bring me a Lechusa. Not a picture. I want Lechusa. Bring Lechusa. Let me talk to her. And maybe we can work things out so she stops bothering people. The last thing I want to cover real quick before I let you go is the Wailing Woman. La Yarona. I always say it wrong. And my Hispanic students make sure that they let me know that I say it wrong. Okay, it is a true story. It is actually true. <clears throat> Way back in the late 1500s, there was a woman uh, living in this village. And she had uh, met a conquistador from Spain. Now, he had royal blood from Spain. But she was a beautiful villager. And they had several children together. So he lived in a villa up on a hill, and she lived down in the village. They couldn't live together or anything because, you know, the, it just wouldn't work out. You know, he was a much higher status than her. Um, and one night, she looked up at the villa, and she saw, you know, these you know, different torches and stuff, and she heard music and stuff, and she's like, what's going on up there? So she tucked her kids in bed. And she made her way up to the villa, and from where she was at, she could see this beautiful woman in this nice dress. And she saw him in his full military outfit with his saber and stuff, and there's all these other people dressed up. And she realized it was a wedding. And so she confronted him, and he was embarrassed and basically told her to get out of here. She was nothing but a villager. And <clears throat> he said, you understand, I could never marry you. You're, I mean, you're beneath me. Yes, I had children with you, but that's, I'm not going to take care of them. This is my wife. She's from Spain. She has, you know, sailed over here, and I'm going to spend my life with her. You stay down in the village. Well, evidently, she, this is in the, the, the town's written history, so this, this is all historical fact. So she did exist. Um, and so she went back down from the, from, from the villa to her village, and she was so angry at him that she then drowned her children that she had with him. After she got done drowning them and she came out of that psychosis, evidently, she realized what she had done. She killed the only things that she really loved in this world more than anything. And so she started walking through the streets. And that's why she's known as the Wailing Woman. And she's basically just crying, you know, my babies, my babies, I killed my babies, my babies. The people of the town came out. It was at night. They found out what was going on and stuff and they killed her. And from what I've read, they let her body hang in the village square for like three days so that any other women in the village that ever wanted to mess with the conquistador from Spain would see this is what happens. She murdered her children. She went off with this invading foreigner 
And so they killed her and they let her hang for three days. That up to that point, that's true. At some point in time, it is developed in the Mexican culture to tell children that if they don't go to bed and be quiet, that she will come for them at night and take them. I don't know why you tell a kid that, but that's what happened. So uh, if you are Hispanic, you know the story. Uh, but I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And I think the video and the audio might be a little bit off. So I apologize for that, but my computer's about to die. It's already down to about 5%. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast, podcast number 40. I covered a ton of things. I'll cut some out. I'll try to edit it. But please, please share, like, subscribe, and let's get some, let's get rocking and rolling again. All right. I want to get to 500 uh, um, subscribers. And I, I hope that you enjoy this, and I hope to do another one next weekend. So please respond. Please let me know if you have anything that, uh, positive to say and uh, or negative, and we'll continue on another episode. But I want to uh, especially say peace to everybody, and I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day tomorrow after you watch this and you share it.